Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. Are you ready to be uplifted? Are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered? Ladies, you're in the right place. You are unstoppable. Grace is our secret sauce. And guess what? You can do it all, balancing ministry, marriage, motherhood, marketplace, all at the same time with strategy and with the grace of God. Class is in session. Let's Let's go. go. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the All That I Am podcast. I am Lady Vivian Jacobs, and I am your podcast host. This is season four, episode number two. Do me a favor. Go ahead and share this. Share this YouTube. We are on another platform for this season, and so we're trying to redirect the traffic to YouTube. So uh, in an effort to grow our YouTube audience, I want you to go ahead and share this. Share this to whatever social media platform that you have. And I thank you in advance for doing that. But listen, we are going to go ahead and get started um, because we have some some gems to drop on tonight. We have a very, a very uh, important topic to discuss that I think speaks to everybody on some level. Um, So I'm excited um, to begin our conversation on tonight. But for those that are on, I want you to let us know right now, where are you watching from? Where are you listening from? Let me see it in the comment section. Where do we have our listeners from uh, on this episode? Go ahead and drop it in the comment section. And if you have not already, I want you to share this. Share this on your Facebook on your Instagram. Uh, I don't have Twitter. I don't know if you can share things on Twitter, but wherever you can share it, go ahead and share it. I'm trying to see the comments. Let me see because I don't. Oh, there they are. Wait. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Philly is in the house. We have Jamaica in the house. We have Milwaukee. Wisconsin in the building. We have Alabama, Chicago. Yes, Chicago is representing. Um, Yes, more of Chicago, Jamaica. Somebody else from Jamaica is in the house. You are in the house on this evening. I want you to go ahead and share this with um, one of your friends, somebody that you know could benefit uh, from this podcast. Uh, We have someone from California, Moreno Valley, California. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I count it an honor um, that you all are here. You decided to tune in on a Friday night. You could have been doing so many other things. Some of you probably are and you got it on your phone and you're listening. That's all right. You're still listening. So that's all that matters. And here is the best part about the podcast. You can always go back 
and listen to it again. You can go back on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on iHeartRadio. So if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, and then if you have not subscribed to our Apple Podcasts or even on Spotify and iHeartRadio, we want you to go ahead and do that. And then also after this session, if you've been impacted in a great way, I want to hear about it. If you would, give us a review. Let us know what blessed you the most about this podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with someone else so that they could be blessed as well. All right. I see you all still dropping where you're from. We have Hammond in the house. Hammond in the house. We have Gary in the house. All right. All right. Alabama. Somebody else from Alabama. Y'all, it's Friday. And y'all know this is my favorite day of the week. After a long work week getting together, just to kind of relax, share some gems. Y'all know how we do. Get your blanket, get your coffee, your tea, your notebooks, and your pens. You know what I always say. Whatever it is that is shared, that is said, I want you to take notes so that you can go back and you can read it again. You can rehearse it in your spirit because sometimes we need to hear things more than once in order um, you know, to rehearse it so that we can uh, become better from listening to a faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which it, it sets me right on the right track because that is what we are going to be talking about on tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight is entitled Faithing It, Lessons from the Leap. Oh, we have somebody else watching from Florida, the south side of Chicago. That's the best side. Yeah, that's the best side. I hope we don't have anybody from the west side, but we, we, we represent on the south side. Yes, that's what it is. But tonight we are going to be talking about faith, faithing it and lessons from the leap. I have an amazing guest on tonight that is very befitting for this topic. I want her to join us at this time if we can bring her in. We have Pastor <laughs> Alexandria Ward and she actually wrote a book entitled Leap. And so it is so befitting and in her lane um, to um, discuss that on this evening um, to help anybody that has been struggling with their faith okay i want to go ahead i'm going to give you you know a little uh prelude to the podcast on on uh this evening but i want to go ahead and uh let pastor alex introduce herself um if you don't mind if we go by first names uh on tonight if you're okay with that um i'll have you I'll have you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the audience for those uh, that may not know you. Okay. Hey, ladies. Good evening. Happy Friday. First, I want to thank Pastor V, Lady V, for allowing me, giving me this opportunity to be on this um, extraordinary, influential, impactful platform. So I want to thank you. Um, and to all who are on, I am Pastor Alex, Pastor A., Whatever you want to call me. 
Um, I am a wife. Um, I'm not only just the wife, I'm a pastor's wife. Praise the Lord. Um, (laughs) I am a a mother of four. So I have two bonus sons. Um, I have a daughter named Olivia. She is uh, the boss of the house. And then I am expecting, we are, my husband and I are expecting um, our fourth, uh, which will be a a boy. So he'll be here in November. I am an executive pastor. I operate and I work alongside my husband. We're building our ministry, Regeneration Church. I see y'all in here. Uh, I also am an, a newly entrepreneur. I am a branding and marketing strategist. Um, and so that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that wonderful uh, introduction. Um, So we'll go ahead and jump right on in uh, to our topic on tonight. Um, And I want to just start out by saying this. Um, Each day, each of us, we all wake up, right? Well, we've waken up. And we all wake up and we have decisions to make. We decide what we will do and we decide what we won't do. And sometimes, if we could be honest, This Christian walk of faith can be a struggle. It can be a struggle because we do know that the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of faith is fear. And we've all dealt with a lack of faith or fear or a weakened faith in some area of our lives whether it's the next career move, whether it's, um, you know, the next business move, um, spiritual, you know, your next level in ministry, something dealing even in your marriage, in your home, in your children, you know, uh, we deal with it in, in more areas than one in our lives. And it can sometimes become a struggle. This faith walk, if we could be honest, those in the comment section, put. I want you to say, I hear you. If you agree with that, that it can be a struggle. You're trying to decide if I want to listen to and heed the voice of God and take me from my comfortable place and move to an uncomfortable or unfamiliar place where I'm going to have to trust God every step of the way. It can be a struggle. It can be a struggle. So I want to go ahead and lend the floor to you, um, Alex. And I want to ask you uh, the question, uh, what is faith? What exactly is faith to you and how do you build it? What is faith? So faith is, and it's as simple, it's simple to define it. Let me just say that. But it's difficult to build it and walk it out. But in my definition, faith is total, complete reliance in God and his word, but also active participation, right? As far as what God gives you to see the manifestation of your faith. Um, A lot of times we think that, or oftentimes we believe we get a word from God, we get a prophetic word, or we read the word of God and we just, you know, we grab a hold of it, but there's no activity. There's no intentional activity beyond what we believe. Like the Bible says, and we quote it all day long, Faith without works is dead, right? And so the way to build that is, number one, um, asking God, well, learning the voice of God. 
Um, early in my walk, that was my ultimate desire. And one of the top things I prayed was that, God, I, I want to hear from you. I don't have time to not know if it's you or not. I've got to know that it's you. I want to, uh, 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 like the church mother said, I want to know so spirit. I want to know that it's you. I don't want to question it. I want to be able to hear you clearly. And because that was a genuine prayer of mine in the beginning, and throughout my walk, um, that's been a that's what's helped me build my faith is having an assurance in God's voice. Because when we don't have an assurance and assurance in God's voice, it's hard for us to walk out faith because we don't know if it's God telling us to do it. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways to build it is through hearing God's voice, prayer. <laughs> Because when we're building, when we're when we're building our faith, we get emotional. We go through worry. We can be we can experience anxiety and all of these other you know adverse reaction and emotions. And so it's important to be in a place of prayer and knowing how to enter into the presence of God, so that we can stay in this place of faith. Because our emotions can take us wherever, not even just our emotions, social media, talking to the wrong people, allowing people to speak into our lives that the spirits aren't right. So you have to be in a place of prayer where you consistently have communication with God. Because even as you're walking this journey, God is going to download strategy and instruction in order for you to see the manifestation of what you believe. So I would say those are two components into building your faith. Uh, well, I'll say three, because once God gives you the revelation, the strategy and the instructions, it's important now for you to walk that out. Not just sit around. Now it's time for you to put, be intentional and be active in walking out your faith. So that is so true. Um, and even the part where you said what you, you just said, it takes, you know, the action and mm -hmm. actually walking out that faith. Mm -hmm. You get a word or, you know, you're, you're believing the word of God for yourself and then to actually put the action behind it. I've come to discover that faith always moves its possessor to take action. Yes. Always. Mm -hmm. To have faith in such a way where you obey, like mm -hmm. where you're obeying the instructions of God. And even as you said, in order to get the instructions of God, you first have to know his voice. So spending time in prayer and becoming sensitive to the voice of God. Okay, now you've done that. And now you feel like you've gotten the instructions from God. Mm -hmm. Are you going to move on those instructions? Even yeah. those that are listening, are you sitting on the instructions of God? Are you still questioning whether God told you that? Mm -hmm. If you have no faith, nine times out of 10, you are guilty of being disobedient in one area or another in your life. If you are struggling in your faith, it leads to being disobedient to the instructions of God because God, yes, I hear you saying this. I know the prophet told me this. I know I read this in your word. I know I want to do this and I feel the unction of the Lord to do this, but I'm not going to do it because I don't know what the next step is going to be. And then another thing is, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to fail. And I like to think of faith as like, and I feel like I've heard somebody explain it this way before, but I can't remember who, uh, But I, I, because I love to give credit to whom credit is due. But I feel like I heard somebody say, faith is like a receptacle, like a receptacle, right? The scripture says, according to your faith, mm 
not mm -hmm. according to your mother's faith, right. not according to your grandmother's faith, not according to my husband's faith, because he got some crazy faith, not <laughs> according to that faith. But it's a core, I, 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 you know, I can't live on his faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there are blessings for the household, but I have to have my own faith. Faith mm -hmm. is like the receptacle that you receive. And according to your faith, be it unto you. So the larger your faith or the, re the larger your receptacle, the more you can receive from God. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and even as you said, it's like a muscle. Yes. The more you use it, the stronger it becomes. Mm -hmm. And that muscle, it can't grow unless you use it. And sometimes I'll even say this. We don't even know how much faith we have until we're put in a situation where we have to exercise our faith. It, it just goes to your strength. Sometimes you don't even know how much strength you have. Have you ever looked back over your life and wondered how you made it through that situation? And you didn't even realize when you were in it, you probably didn't even think that you could make it through. But because you were put in a situation where you had to use your strength, where you had no other choice but to be strong, but to be strong or die, choose which one, which one you want to do. I think I'll be strong because I'm not ready to die yet. No, not yet. <laughs> so sometimes we don't know until we're put into that situation where we really have to exercise our faith. And that's the scary part. That's yeah. why many people struggle in that faith because they don't know and, and they don't really, you know, want to take that leap, you know, even as the title of your book, because now I'm just out here. I'm mm -hmm. just out here and I have to trust God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be it can be very, very challenging. Um, but I would just like to admonish anybody that's listening even as you have to exercise those muscles, you have to exercise your faith. You have yeah. to exercise your faith. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you hear God telling you to do a scary thing or something that does not make sense to you? Your logical mind, it does not make sense, but you hear God saying, do this, do that. What do you do? How do you move past that point and be obedient? Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> the best thing I can or the best way I can describe moving forward is to literally just just go. Don't spend too much time dwelling on the emotion that you feel or doing calculations. Um, I'll even put it like this and I'll be very transparent. Um, I just recently left um, my corporate job and um if anybody follows me, know I loved my job. I love my leaders. I love my boss. To this day, I still talk to them and call them on the phone. And um, even going to that particular organization was a leap of faith because I was working somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that, like, this is not it, God. But I'm going to wait till you tell me to. So even just entering into that, um, to that organization was a blessing and a huge leap of faith. And so... Through this organization, I had uh, been promoted twice in nine months. I had uh, received the like, just built a really strong relationship with the leaders, with my coworkers. It was it was just a beautiful opportunity. It was fun, and then it was like you never. I had never ever worked in an environment that was 
off like all African-American, like seeing black excellence. I had never seen it before. So to be surrounded around it all day, every day, it was a beautiful experience. I remember last year, last April, um, the Lord had been dealing with me about you getting ready to leave. And I'm like, <laughs> and I heard him clear as day. And I'm like, you didn't, that's not God. I mean, maybe I'm frustrated about something. <laughs> I'm like, there's no possible way I'm leaving. I just had a child and I just got married and the man of God is not about to let me leave my job. And I'll never forget, we were watching um, Pastor John Hanna, he had preached this sermon about uh, building and preparing and gathering. And he was just talking about Noah, but gave the instructions, really broke down the instructions of what God gave Noah, which was to gather and prepare. And mm -hmm. I remember watching that sermon, weeping, crying in the bedroom, because I knew it was another confirmation and then I go in the kitchen and I'm still like wiping my face and my husband's like babe you getting ready to shift from your job and I'm just like oh no like I'm just in the kitchen like just bawling ugly crying and uh, but I knew from that moment like okay God if you you if you are telling me this you must have something greater because at that point, I never saw anything greater than what I, where I was at. Um, I had never seen entrepreneurship. My father was a blue collar worker, steel mill, 30 years. My mother, same field. I had never seen it, never seen it in my family. And so that was another thing. Like, what am I, what is my family going to think about me? They already mad because I didn't go into the medical field. That was another leap of faith, shifting from a field from where I knew God didn't want me to be. And so fast forward um, to the end of last year when I was on my vacation and the Lord was dealing with me even more like right down, giving me instruction when I finally, cause you know, sometimes we try to be productive and make ourselves busy mm -hmm. so we can hear from God. Yeah. Like, you know, we slow down on our prayer time cause we're so busy, but he gets you when you are, when you calm and when you settle down and when you're resting. And so I was on vacation. It was like, you don't have nowhere to go. We got to talk. <laughs> Let's deal with this. And he just began to download strategy and um, instructions. And I just want to say this. I'm not saying that God won't tell somebody just to go. That's not what I'm saying. But in my case, in faith, um, in, in dealing with faith, God has always released instructions and given me ways to do things in order. Um, God does things decently and in order. Sometimes, you know, I'm not saying, like I said, some people just jump, but in my case, I always waited for God to give instructions. And so I remember writing this down and I'm like, you know, I'm over my, what my family's going to say, I'm, I'm okay. But now it's like my husband, you know, because we, you know, at, I'm not single anymore. I can't just, yeah. you want to be different. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, Lord, you're going to have to really, you're going to have to talk to my husband because you know, Lord, I want to be obedient, but I also want to be, I want to stay submitted. Right. I want to just do something without talking to him. And I want to say that next Sunday, I never really get prophetic words from my husband. It's mm -hmm. very rare. But this particular day, he had prophesied to me word for word. Like, you know, God is getting what, what's in you is getting ready to shift in all of these words. And I'll cry for like 20 minutes because it was really like, well, Lord, if you don't release, if you don't release it to the prophet, Hey, you're not you're not talking to me. Like if you're not if you're not listening to the man with all faith, you're you're not talking to me. <laughs> and so um he gave me the date on when to talk to my 
boss but was telling me about how to prepare as far as money saving money because transitioning from full-time to um and i'm wrapping up because it's getting long but <laughs> full-time to entrepreneurship um you gotta have something saved you have to have a substantial amount saved just being honest and that was his instructions on what strategy on how to prepare and gather paying yeah. off debt things of that nature. And he gave me the date to talk to my boss. So I said, okay, two, three days before I talked to my boss, I had the sniffles that whole week. I thought I was having allergy issues. And I'm like, what is wrong? So I called my doctor. I did a virtual call. I don't need to go in the office. And they're like, okay, it sounds like you're having an allergic reaction. And they're getting ready to prescribe me this medication. And like, yeah. So, you know, not to be all, not to be too much, but yeah, Miss Floor, when was your last, you know, cycle? And I'm like, that's a great question. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. And I said, okay, I'm gonna call y'all back. <laughs> I hung up on the doctor and I went in the bathroom and I took the test and I'm like, oh my, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. Like I just screamed my husband's name. I'm like, my mother-in-law was in the kitchen and I'm just screaming in the, in the bathroom and I heard him running up the stairs and then he started slowly walking down the hallway he's like you're pregnant and I'm like <laughs> I'm just sitting there like and it was so weird because my first child I knew I was pregnant where it was absolutely this child came out of nowhere wow I'm just sitting there just really like, you know, he's so excited. He's crying. And I'm sitting here like, um, sir, this is, <laughs> I'm supposed to be leaving in a few months. Like, what? And I remember just sitting there like, God, what am I going to do? And so I text, that's my spiritual mother. I text, I text lady, <laughs> I text lady Hudson. And I sent her a picture because she prophesied to me months before that I was going to have a child. Wow. And she said, and but she also knew about my transition as well. And she was just like, God will provide. And I remember just throwing my phone like, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that right now. Because this is a child. I don't believe bringing, I don't believe in not being able to take care of kids. I don't believe in that. And so um, I remember just getting up and just, just laying in the bed. And I just didn't talk for like a whole rest of the day. I didn't talk. Yeah. Because um, it was like, God, I've been trusting you and you've been telling me I need to make this this leap and this transition. And I've been believing you. I, all, I'm obedient every time you tell, but why would you do this to me? And let me find out three days before I have my meeting. What am I supposed to do with this? How is this? And so now my husband looking at me crazy, still like, you know, so you still gonna have that? We gotta obey God. Like if, yeah. if God, God knew that this child was coming, he yeah. knew it was here and so going into that office and I remember shaking that whole day because now it's like I'm not even thinking you know my husband and I and our daughter, we could we you know we fine but another baby and you want me to go into entrepreneurship I, I don't know about that but nevertheless and that and that was my response in this season or this past season was nevertheless Nevertheless, and that's the hardest thing sometimes. Yeah. That's a hard response is nevertheless, because you know more. And it, it comes in that relationship, comes through that relationship with God, not only just hearing him, but that relationship where you're like, okay, God, I know you to be. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced you to provide for me in the past. I've seen you shift me. I've seen you work miracles. I've seen, I mean, my first daughter is a, is a 
testament of faith because we believe God for her. Um, but I've seen you do it. I've seen you reward those of faith and just reminding myself of God's word. And then also reminding myself or thinking about, okay, what if I don't obey God? It's easy to, you know, you know, okay, well, it's easy, but it's a it's not as challenging to think about, okay, Lord, I'm obey, but what if I don't? Yeah. What what if what if I don't do it? And I that that put a fear in me as to what if I don't obey? What if I don't have this meeting? What if I stay here? What is what is gonna happen? I'm more afraid of disobey. I say this all the time, especially to the ladies in my church. I am afraid of God. Not that I reverence him, but mm -hmm. I, I fear him to the point that if I don't obey, there's something to pay for that. There's a there is there's a cost to obedience, but there's a bigger cost to disobedience. Yeah. And I remember going into that meeting, having the conversation. And they were like, oh, yeah, we knew that was coming. <laughs> it was the easiest conversation. They were like, we, we know that God is doing something through, because they're faith-based, you know, faith-based leaders, bosses. They were like, we, we knew that. And it's okay. It's, yeah. o it's okay. And we talked about, the, then they hired me as a contractor. Like, well, we don't, you know, how do you feel about this? Yeah. And, you know, I was, I, that's fine for me. But even in that, it was literally a faith a faith move to really take God at his word and act on it and just really um, just consider in mind that there is a blessing on the side of this. I don't know what it's going to look like, yeah. but the fact that they sat there and said, we understand, we know, and we support you. Wow. You blessing to our company and we love you and whatever you need from us. We always got you. It was never any, but even in that, I remember crying in the office because you you just don't know, right? So here I am. I leaped and I'm gone. And it's like, okay, God, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's next? And things didn't happen right away, but then word of mouth began to travel. And then uh, like a mayor and his team reached out and then other people started reaching out. And then before I know it, I have a full-blown business where I don't have to go back into corporate America and I have more time with my family. And, you know, it, it's just been a blessing. But I often think about what if I didn't obey? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what, would it, what would it have cost me or my family or those connected to me had I not obeyed? Yeah, so, that's good. I, wanna, I want that to really resound in the hearts of those that are listening. What if you don't obey? What 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 is God telling you to do? What has he been telling you to do? And you've been receiving confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. You may not know all of the steps because sometimes you will not. Most of the time you will not, because if you did, then you wouldn't even need faith. So but but what if you don't? What are you? missing out on what are you preventing the hands of god from doing in your life what what are you stopping god from doing in your life because you're not obeying because you won't take that step because you're afraid to take step to take that step that step because you don't believe there's a scripture in the bible and i know i'm going to mess it up but it it it, it talks about here's the gist of it 
that Jesus was in a, in a town and he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. Mm -hmm. Because they did not believe. So what are you hindering in your life because of your lack of faith? And I want to say this to somebody that's listening as well. You may have may feel like God has given you instructions to do something and you've been sitting on it. Or you you maybe you just got it and you're afraid. Even as a question I asked her, you're scared because you don't know what's next. You're really kind of in a good place. Don't stay there, but you should be afraid a little bit, so to speak, because you don't know what's next and it's going to force you to really trust God. It's going to trust, force you to really lean and depend on God, to seek him for what's next, for the next step, for the next move. It's not really exercising faith, even as I said earlier, if it all adds up, if it all makes sense, if you know what's next, you wouldn't need to believe them for any. You, you already know what's next, or at least not as much. But I want to tell you to remind yourself of his word. Yes. If you may be in that place, you know, where you feel like God has told you something and you are afraid, speak the word of God over your life. Speak the word of God even concerning that situation because the word of God is what's going to build up that faith. Yep. And if he's telling you to do something, even as he did with, with Pastor Alex, be confident that God is, is with you yeah. and he's not going to let you fail. He's not. But it's like, you know, you have the blinders on your eyes and you have to take step by step and each step that you take, you have to trust God every step of the way because you don't see you don't see the next step. <laughs> so you have to trust him. Mm -hmm. You know? So I want to encourage you ever, you know, maybe in that situation, maybe where she was. You know, continue trust God, speak the word of God over your situation, build up that faith, and guess what? Guess what? You cannot lean and depend and, and trust and think that your pastor, you know, putting all that pressure on him to do it every single time. You have to take ownership of that. You have to take ownership of that. Speak the word of God over your situation. Speak the word of God over whatever it is that you're struggling with in your faith walk, because it's not going to always be easy. It's not. But tell me this, <laughs> what, what do you say when you have people around you and they, they're questioning your faith? Even as you said, like your family members, what do you say when you have those people around you and they're questioning your leap and you already struggling, you're already struggling, you know, trying to take this leap, trying to take that next move, trying to walk into the things of God. But then the people that you have around you that you feel like maybe should be pushing you and supporting you may not be because they don't know like, you know, how do you deal with that? Well, first, me personally, uh, I don't tell every, I, I am very particular about who I share things with. Um, I'm, I don't share, I know who to share 
uh, what God is telling me to do and who not to share it with. Um, it took some time to get there, but I'll also say this. I've always been, and my mother would say this as well. I've always had my own mind. Um, I've always been a person that's like, if I, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and nobody's going to stop me because this is my life and I have to be satisfied with the life that I'm living. I cannot live for anybody else. I can't live for anybody else's approval, opinions, or anything. And so I had to grow to a point where when God began to speak to me about certain things, I didn't say any, I wouldn't, the only person I would say something to would be my husband or my boyfriend at the time, but then my best friend. And that's it. Because people, depending on their faith level, um, they'll speak from a place of concern and they, they may not mean any harm um, from their basic knowledge. And you have to be careful because um, when people begin to speak certain words to you, it can bring you to a place of discouragement and disobedience. Yeah. Right. And so. I have to be very careful and very mindful. Um, I remember when we bought our house, we had just, we had been married, I think nine months. And I remember the Lord telling me we got married, don't unpack your stuff because you're getting ready to move. And so I moved into my husband, I moved into his apartment and I kept all my boxes. I was pulling clothes out of boxes and washing them. And he said, why don't you just unpack? I said, because the Lord said he's going to bless us with a house. And I believe God, that's it. I was on the phone with the realtor and that, and I didn't tell anybody else. It was between my husband and I. Well, I didn't tell anybody else, but, <laughs> but um, because I believed God yeah. and to the point that when we, I didn't tell anybody until we closed on the house. Yeah. I didn't want my side of the family. I didn't tell anybody. I was just like, hey, you know, we this is our house. <laughs> Christmas at our house. Because I understood that I had to have a laser focus and I had to keep my emotions at bay because people can put their emotions, can trans uh, um translate their emotions and put their emotions and worries and concerns on you. And you don't have time. I'm all like you said, I'm already afraid. I don't have time to carry your worries and my worries. I don't have time for that. And another thing, and I realized this, um, there are some moments, because even in when we transitioned to my job, even though the Lord spoke to my husband, he still had his concern. He never said anything, but as a man and as a sole provider, there was still some concern. And I remember the Lord telling me that um, some things you, you don't have to walk out on your own, on your own. Um, it's very much like when when women are, when we're getting ready to have a baby, when we're carrying this baby and we're getting ready to push it, nobody as much support you may have around you or whatever, I got you. You're not carrying this except me. So you don't feel these pregnancy pains. You don't feel what it's like to carry this thing. Thank God for your encouragement or your discouragement, whatever the case may be. But you have to understand that some things you're going to walk out alone and everybody's not going to be clapping, but you have to have a sure reliance on God and leaning in his strength and the grace of God, knowing that if, if God, you're telling me to do this, there is a reason. Right. It's like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was there, you know, the, he was with the disciples and they kept falling asleep. Yeah. And he's like, can you not pray with me? But Jesus had to walk that thing out by himself. He knew what was going to happen at the end, but he had to realize that I have to this role to Calvary. Cal, this is something I got to do. Yeah, I have to do. And so when believing God and walking out the walking out by faith, you have to come to a place or re resolution or resolve that 
if nobody else is, Lord, it's going to be me and you. <laughs> it's going to be me and you because I can't afford. But one of the things that I'm also afraid of, not only am I afraid of God, but I'm more afraid. And even though fear is going to come when God is telling you to do something, I'm more afraid of questioning what could have happened. I know I said, what if I disobey? But I would rather do it and see the result and the blessing of it than to not do it and to worry and wonder, well, I wonder what would have happened if I would have did this some years ago. Um, a lot of women, a lot of people in general are sitting or stuck in stagnant or stagnant places because you refuse to do something, to step out on faith. And so years and time and time is passing you by and you're just sitting there in fear. And so you have to um, believe what God is saying is true, but also realize that it may just be you and God for a season, and that's okay. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. And we have to realize that about faith. You have to be willing to look like a fool to man for a season, but be pleasing to God. <laughs> I, 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 because at the end of the day, when God does what he says he's going to do, yeah. Then, then, then it only brings him glory and acts and have people questioning you. How did you? I just trusted God and he just blessed it. Yeah. He just blessed it. And so you have to, number one, like I said, you have to be careful of who you share things with. Everybody is not meant to know everything. It's not to say somebody's going to curse it or anything like that. It's just because you have to protect yourself you have to protect your emotions you have to protect protect your mental and emotional capacity you just have to protect yourself spiritually because then there are people with ill intentions who will try to discourage you or get you to talk you out of the plan of god because it seems uncommon or above and beyond what the natural eye what man can do so you have to be careful who you share things with and you just have to know God. One of the things I love about the Bible that we really don't realize, and it says the Bible is lit, it's a living, it's a living organism. This thing is alive. This is not just a storybook. This thing is a living organism. When you speak it, when you declare it, there is power that comes from it. It, it is not just a storybook on your child's or your niece and nephew's, you know, dress or bookcase. Right. This is a live, it's living, it's powerful. And so what I learned to just sometimes you have to just not even sometimes, but you have to make a resolution that the word of God is enough for me. It's enough for me. Um and even in that I'm wrapping that up, <laughs> but even when um, I did have family members who would say things, my response would always be, I just, I trust God. Keep it short and sweet. You don't have to over explain nothing. Yeah. Trust God. That's it. That's all. You can yeah. trust him with me, but I'm going to do what God called me to do. Yeah. And it wasn't no disrespect. It was just, I, I trust God. Yeah. I can't explain it, but I trust God and they're going to, but you have to learn how to even manage those conversations, change the conversation. I trust God. I believe God. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's it. That's final. Uh, that is so true though, because um, even as the scripture uh, says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I also believe that doubt comes by hearing. The more you hear people, you know, doubting and, you know, speaking against the word of God and you're allowing that to, you know, come into your ear gate and it's, you know, getting in your spirit. And then you start to believe what you hear them say and you forget what God said. So I think you have to be very selective, even as you said, with who you share things with. 
And I'm just like you, some things I'm just not going to share with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Outside of my husband, some things I am just not going to share um, because you have to protect that. Like you said, you really do, because you especially if you're in a faith in a, in a state where you still try to really believe it. And then you tell somebody else and they shoot it down. And then one of the things I had to remember is that everybody is not going to, to see it the way you see it because God didn't tell them. He told you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no indictment against them. God didn't tell them. He, he spoke it to you. Yeah. So everybody's not going to see it the way that you see it. But what you will not do is speak against it. Not in my presence. you know, Mm -hmm. and speak doubt into my spirit and fear into my spirit, you know, and I'm already trying to believe God, you Mm know, um, and, and overcome that doubt. So, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be very selective of who you share things with, um, be very selective of what you allow people to speak into your spirit. Yes. Selective of what you uh, allow people to speak into your spirit. You know, and then come against whatever doesn't line up with the word of God. No, I don't receive that. You will not speak that in my life. (laughs) I do not. Listen, you have to do that. I've done that from a young age and people would laugh at me. (laughs) I'm so serious. Like, no, I don't don't receive that. I don't know who you talking to, but that's not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to be careful of what you um, allow people to say, um, what you allow them to put into your spirit uh, and be intentional, you know, about building up your faith uh, with the word of God and remembering, um, you know, what what God said, you know, even uh, when it's hard. And so that leads me into uh, this next question. And we're almost done. But but let's just say like you've taken that leap of faith. You know, and and now you're at a place where it's not going as expected. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain the faith in the midst of that? For those that may be listening, maybe you have taken that leap of faith and maybe it's not panning out the way that you thought it would. You know, mm-hmm. and some people may be having second thoughts. Like, how do you how do you maintain your faith in the midst of that? Yeah, I uh, that's an awesome question. I remember uh, it was a season in my life and one of the scriptures I held on to uh, was that those who put their trust in God will not be ashamed. And I held on to that scripture. And that, that's the first point I want to make is that grab a hold of, I know we've been saying about the word of God, but if you can grab a hold to one scripture, even for one season, uh, do that because that scripture allowed me to see that God, I, I trusted you. And because I trust you, I know there's a reward coming now. Um, I, I, I Not now, but I know that it's coming. I know that it'll soon manifest um, and it's timing. And um, but grabbing a hold of God's word and being surrounded with the right community to keep you encouraged. Um even though I mentioned that some things you're going to have to walk out with God, but then sometimes God will send you community to keep you encouraged and keep you going. And even if you don't have the community, look for the reminders. Um, that was one thing I did. And another thing I did in that season was looking for the reminders of God's word and his faithfulness that even if it's not happening right now, um, I believe you. Like I mentioned, when I left my uh, when I left my job and things didn't happen right away. And then here's another thing: we as women, we think that 
a long time is a long time sometimes. Sometimes we get to that place. We're just like, it's not it. Two weeks is not long. <laughs> Too impatient. much. We are impatient. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's just, it's, it, it is what it is. But I had to learn that about myself that sometimes we think that time is too much time. When really time is in God's hand. Time is nothing to God. It's nothing. But another thing I had to realize is, God, if if it hasn't happened yet, you're trying to show me and teach me something. Sometimes we can get so far ahead, waiting on the blessing to manifest, waiting on God's word um, to to come to fruition, that we don't pay attention to what God is trying to show us or teach us in our current place and position. And so my prayer had to also be that God showed me what I need to see and know now. Show me what, show me what you, what I need to know. Help me to hear you. Help me to not miss the lesson in this season. Cause your God is always shown. God does things intentionally. He's an intentional God. He doesn't do anything for no reason with no motive. He does things intentionally. So if you're intentionally making me wait, there is something for me to gain in this wait. There's something for me to learn. It's something for me to grasp. There's something for me to learn. And sometimes that is just patience. Sometimes it is just building that muscle of faith that are you going to continue to trust me? Either you trust me or you don't. But to realize that, okay, the time is in God's hand. This is nothing to me. And then to also just continue reminding yourself of what God promised you. Of what God promised you. But like I said, when I transitioned, it was a time period for anything happened. I mean, the money wasn't coming in like that. And you know, when God told you didn't tell me to move, you didn't tell me to make this move a year now, and it's nothing happening. In fact, there's a bigger fight now <laughs> for me to stay. Cause I remember, I remember texting one of my friends, and I was telling him, like, you know, I said, is it wrong if I apply for another job? I said, well, the Lord's going, he's going to close the door if I try to apply for a job. And she's like, possibly. And, um, but I had to even, I'm on God, you promised it. And if you promised, you're, you're not a man that you should lie. You don't lie. I refuse to believe that you are a liar. <laughs> like, and having that transparency and that personal relationship with God, I refuse to believe that you would have me to do these things, that you'll release strategy. It comes from just knowing God. I don't believe that you're that type of God. You're you're a good father. You're a good provider. So you have to remind yourself of who God is. Who he is, he's he's not a, he, he he's not a, re, a God that rejects us and leaves us hanging and abandons us, but he does things intentionally. Um, one last thing, I remember my husband used to tell me this story because I had a huge issue with patience, and I realized over time that that's what God was teaching me. And he says sometimes with the order that we put in, he made this analogy with with a restaurant where you know two people you put your order in before the person behind you but they get their order first now realizing that what they ordered what they wanted was much smaller and took less preparation than what you wanted and so what we desire or what god's plan for us can take more preparation and we can't get caught up in in paying attention that's another thing thank you holy spirit is that we have to focus maintain our focus when we are waiting on god because it's easy to look around and see everybody else getting blessed but we don't know what their waiting season was like 
We don't know. We don't know the struggle. We don't know the test and the trials. We don't know anything. We just see them getting blessed. But you have to make sure you maintain a level of focus and not be paying attention or distracted by what God is doing for this person or this next person. No, God, if you made a promise to them, God bless them. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. But if you're over there, you've got to be in my neighborhood. You in the neighborhood. So if you're in my friend or you at my next, or the next door neighbor, whatever, you're in the neighborhood, which means you're not far from me and you haven't forgotten about me. God, he's a God that remembers and I'm gonna be done. He's a God that if there's anything I love about God and I love God, but he's a God that remembers. Yeah. Even when we think that God is forgotten about us he remembers every single detail he doesn't forget his word and so it's important to maintain that level of focus to stay connected to god to continue to hold on to his word and and guard your ear and eye gates and then also continue to enhance and cultivate your skill set for whatever god is doing like yeah. i said I will have to pray, God, what are you teaching me in the season? What do I need to be focused on? What are And so in that time where I was waiting on things to change and with God's word, to, I was building systems. I was building systems like I had clients already. I was still moving by faith, being putting first that putting forth that active, that participation, walking this thing out, works without dead. God, if you said it, I'm going to keep working this thing, I'm going to set up my systems, I'm going to get my LLC. I was still doing and acting as if God was going to do because I believe God's word. So yeah. that's good. Two, two things that you um, you said that I want to bring out. Um, you, I mean, it, and, it, and it just spoke to me in a greater way, of course. I've heard it before, um, but it, you know, it just spoke to me a little different. And I want somebody to, so the first thing is uh, preparation. Preparation is key because we can be asking God for things and we're not even prepared to receive it. In our waiting, what are you doing in your waiting season? While you're waiting on the manifestation of God, you know, on that next move, whatever it is, what are you doing? Are you prepared for what you're asking for? Mm -hmm. And then the next the, the next thing um, that you mentioned, and it, it just, I want you all to put it in the comment section because, you know, I'm a woman of words that believe that our words have power. And I want you to drop it in the comment section. God, thank you for remembering me. Mm -hmm. God, he's not going to forget you. Even if you feel like it's been a long time coming and you've been waiting a mighty long time, put that in the comment section. God, thank you for remembering me. Thank you for, because you are about to, you're going to see the manifestation. He remembers you. He remember what his promise is to you. He's a man of his word. If he said it, he's faithful to perform it. So put that in the comment section. God, thank you for remembering me. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you for never forgetting me. Thank you for being mindful of me because he is mindful of you. When he says something, you don't have to bring, you don't have to try to figure out how you gonna manifest it. You do what you need to do, the instructions of God, but God will manifest it. He doesn't need your help in that. But you do need to, even as the scripture said, faith without works is dead, put in the work. 
But after that, you got to let God work. God, thank you for remembering me. Thank you for working it out. Even though I don't have all the details and I don't have all of the steps and I don't feel all the way comfortable. Somebody said, just go, just do it. Thank you for remembering me. All right. So I want to close out. We Well, we have one more after this, if we get to it. Uh, but I want to ask you, what, what would you say was your, was the most valuable lesson that you learned in taking um, that leap of faith? The most valuable lesson um, is that God is consistent. Yeah, I think that was the most valuable lesson is that um, God is consistent. He's uh, he's faithful, but mostly God is consistent. Like he doesn't, he doesn't change up or switch up on us. Um, he's consistent with his word. Um, and that there's nothing, there's always more that he's consistent that there's always more. Always. Even where we are right now, wherever we are, there's still more. This is not that all God has. Um, so I would say that was the biggest lesson. Like I mentioned, I, I thought that that was it for me. Like, I'm going to stay here for 10, 20 years and, you know, I'm going to raise, I'm going to climb up the corporate ladder and this is how God is going. And I was satisfied with that. And even though it was great and I was making the most money I had ever made in my entire life, um, God revealed, God showing me or taking me through this process was that it's always more. Don't ever get settled or build and get comfortable and picture tents right where you think you're going to be forever. No, there's always more. God is always doing something through us and um, we can't just be stuck. We can't always look for God to do more because yeah. there is there. As long as we are breathing, God has more for us. Yeah. It was more, I was uh, having a conversation with my husband and God blessed us in a major way. And I'm like, babe, yeah. if God did this, what, what's next? <laughs> that if you, if you can do this, I mean, what else can you do? What, yeah. what, what is next? And there's, there has to be more. And so this put me in a position where I, I always remember, I always keep in remembrance and in mind is that. There's all even even though this is a blessing, and I thank God, thank you, Lord, for this. And I'm gonna, you know, do what I need to do. Yeah. I know there's gonna there's gonna be see there's gonna be season when this is a time when this season is up, and there's gonna be more. There's gonna be greater than this. So. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And 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 just to piggyback on that, it's it's I mean because it's I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It it's always more. Always. It's always more. And it's okay to celebrate your successes, celebrate your wins. But even as she said, don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. And and the, the little thing that we're believing God for, it's nothing to him. The cattle on a thousand hills is his. The gold is his. The silver is his. And we are his children. So, you know, whatever it is that you're believing God for, of course, if it's in the will and the plan of God for your life, that's why you want to seek God for yourself and you want to know his voice, you know, so that you can know that, 
you know, but it it's nothing too hard for God. I want to remind somebody of that. I don't know what you stand in need of. I don't know what you've been believing God for, but I want to remind you that there is nothing too hard for God. Nothing. And I know for me, taking that leap of faith, I've had to take it in many areas. And, and even now the Lord is testing me in an area that I'll be able to testify about later. Um, but just, you know, just the past testaments of seeing how God brought me through and how he, you know, was a man of his word. It helped me to realize that it was much bigger than me, me believing in God and taking that next step and actually stepping out and taking that leap and stepping out of the boat, however we want to put it into that uncomfortable place or those uncharted territories. I came to a place and I saw that it was much bigger than me. So what you're believing God for, it's much bigger than you. You taking that next step, somebody's waiting on you to take that next step. Mm -hmm. somebody's waiting on you to do it, to go. Because it always seems impossible. I can't remember who said this, but I heard this before. It always seems impossible until it's done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it always, it seems it's too big. It's too hard for me, God. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. I can remember, I can remember being pregnant. Being a first lady, being, you know, um, in school to get my not one master's degree, but two master's degrees. And I knew that that's what the Lord had told me to do. But then now I'm pregnant and now I'm <laughs> busier and it's so much going on. And I'm like, Lord, are you sure? Do I need to take a break? How many times have you gone back to God and asked? <laughs> Was he sure of what he told you? And he like, yes, my grace is sufficient for you. My yes. strength is made perfect in your weakness. So somebody, you may be struggling with that now. And he's he, I want to minister that to you on this live tonight. I know this is a podcast, y'all. I'm sorry. But, but I would even have to remind you tonight that his grace is if God told you to do it, do it. He's going to give you the divine enablement and the strength to do it. Because I doubt it like, Lord, this is a lot. This is, a, it was a lot, but he saw me through it and he gave me the strength to do it. And now I'm standing here today to tell somebody else. And because I did it, you can see that I did it. And because Alex did it and she stepped out on faith, you saw that she do it. Now you know that it's possible for you to do it too. It always seems impossible until it's done. Mm -hmm. So you be that stepping stone for the next person. You be that testament of faith for the next person. Somebody's waiting on you to take that next step. Somebody's waiting on you to leap. To, to step out of the boat, to walk in faith. Somebody is waiting on you. And so as we end, um, I want you to just give us any lasting uh, statements or jewels of wisdom that you want to share and then just kind of answer this even uh, within that. Um, what would you say to somebody that is listening, that may be listening, who is afraid to take that leap? Mm -hmm. And they're struggling. 
in their spin and they've been sitting on it, what would you say to them to help them? What would you have wanted somebody to say to you when you were struggling? Mm -hmm. I would say that fear is inevitable. So what you feel is not uncommon. It's a very natural response. Fear, doubt, it's natural. We're still natural. We're still human beings. So it's absolutely natural to feel that fear, to wonder how to make the calculations and wonder how God is going to work it out, how this is going to work out. It's it's absolutely normal, but don't stay there. Feel how you're going to feel cry, spend time in worship, whatever you need to do. But at some point you got to go because it's always just like lady said, it's, it's bigger than you. Everything God calls you to do will always be bigger for you. You may, I love this saying, I can't remember who said it, but I've been seeing it and I've, I've taken a hold of it, but the victory is going to belong to you, but the glory is going to belong to God. And so you have to live from that place. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you want to be pleasing to God. Yeah. If there's anything that you want to do after you feel the fear and you, you feel the doubt and the worry and the concern, find you a nevertheless. Yeah. Because you want to you understand that pleasing God is is better than anything that you can do to like living a living a life that pleases God and realizing that you are here on borrowed time. You're not here just to store up some space. It's finally beautiful and cute and all of that, but you are here on assignment. Yeah. You're here on an assignment. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why you are here, and also don't. Don't look for God to do the same thing over and over again, over again. Loose yourself of the expectations of how he's going to do it and what exactly is going to look like. Just know he's going to do it. But release yourself. Expectations, false expectations can kill us every time, can kill our faith every time. Just expect God to do it. Just yeah. expect God to do it. But get to a place where you just want to please God, by any means necessary, that's what nevertheless means, by any means necessary, even in this discomfort, even in this frustration, I know people's gonna, people are going to talk about me, I know people are probably going to say all manners of whatever, I know this may cost me uh, to change the way I spend for a season, I know this that may cost me to change up how I think, the circle that I'm around, but God, nevertheless, because I want you to continue to get the glory out of my life, I don't want to live a life void of God's glory. I can't afford that. I'm not here to live like that. When we shift our mindsets to think kingdom and not temporary earthly things, I want you to get the glory. If I'm here and if you allow me to breathe and have posts, God do what you want to do. And I yield myself. Here's another thing. You, even as you go, it's not to say that the fear is going to leave. It's not to say that your that your mind is not going to continuously need to be renewed every day. But even as you feel that, keep moving. God, I'm afraid today. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to make I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> I, I know that. Listen, is is this much left in my account? But God, I'm going to sow it. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. You have to continue. Always be committed to keep moving no matter what you feel no matter what emotions no matter what happens no matter what 
things the enemy try to no matter what distraction commit to keep moving and just trust God wow wow that that is so good thank thank you so much i want you all to put that in the comment section i will keep moving i will keep moving keep when it hurts i will keep moving when I don't feel like it, I will keep moving. When my knees are shaking, I will keep moving. When my situation don't line up with what the word of the Lord says, I will keep moving. Decree it and declare it and mean it and do it. Thank you so much, Pastor Alex. This was amazing. Uh, I want to end on this note. Um, I... Uh, even as I said, the Lord is 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 dealing with me with something personal uh, as it relates to um, faith. Uh, so this really spoke to me. Um, so I thank you for your wisdom that you shared on tonight. Um, and and I want to end here uh, that our even as I mentioned earlier that our faith um, and as I was studying this, this is kind of what I was hearing and seeing, and you know it spoke to me even the more. Um, our faith is like uh, a receptacle. Right. And it that really determines how much we will receive. And the Lord began to minister to me and to let me know that many of us and even myself, we are where we are because of our faith, because of our, our the lack thereof or because you have, you know, the faith that you have. Many people are where they are today because of their faith. So I want you to take a step back or take a moment back and look at yourself. And just think about your life and where you are. Have a reflective moment. Don't let this just be words and this is good. And But have a reflective moment and just think where I am today is most of it can be attributed to your faith or the lack thereof. The Bible talks about a certain man that asked Jesus' disciples, and we've heard this before, but I think we hone in on a different part, but I saw something different when I was looking at it. Uh, the Bible talks about a certain man that asked Jesus' disciples to cast out an evil spirit of his son, but they could not. So the father went to Jesus and begged him and said, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us. Basically, he was saying, help us, heal my son, if you can, Lord, if, if you can, heal my son. And Jesus said, he replied, if thou canst believe. So you said, if I can heal your son, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And then the father cried out with tears in his eyes. And I'm just imagining, you know, how he was feeling, what he was thinking. He was crying out and he said, Lord, I believe, but help thine my unbelief. I believe you a little bit. I believe you in this area and I want to believe you all the way. But Lord, help my unbelief. Somebody put that in the comment section. Lord, help my unbelief. And even as he was honest with Jesus in that moment, Jesus rebuked the spirit and it came out and his son was healed. 
but he was honest with the Lord. Mm. We've got to be honest. Like, I, I really, I want to believe you, Lord, but help my unbelief. Wherever you're struggling in your faith, you need to pray that prayer. Lord, help my unbelief. It is my earnest desire to please you. And I know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. But my earnest desire is to please you. So Lord, wherever I'm lacking in my faith, wherever I'm lacking in my belief towards you and your promises for me, Lord, help my unbelief. And then I want to say this. <laughs> I want to say when you when you're going through something, you really find you 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 find the scriptures to help you through it, right? Put this in the comment section too. Be it unto me according to thy word. <laughs> Declare it. Be it unto me according to thy word. Yes. And I was reminded of the story of Mary. When the angel Gabriel came to her and told her that she was going to conceive a son and his name would be called Jesus and he would be called the, you know, the son of the most high. And what she said was because she she was a virgin. How is this going to happen? How? <laughs> how? It's impossible. I cannot fathom in my human mind how this is going to happen. How are you going to do it, Lord? But even though I don't know, be it unto me according to thy word. Even though I don't know the next step, even though it does not feel good to me, even though I, I may have a little bit of doubt, be it unto me according to thy word, because his word will never fail. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word will never fail. He watches over his word to perform it and his word you can put a fork in it it's not going to return unto him void but it will accomplish that which he sent it to accomplish so we just come here tonight to build somebody's faith yes. we just come here tonight to remind you of the word of god that has been spoken over your life of the promises of god to help you to increase your faith because it comes by hearing what are you putting in your spirit what are you reading what are you listening to yes what are you listening to yeah because that plays a huge deal it plays a huge deal <laughs> in mm -hmm. where you are in your belief where you are what you're believing god for you know in your faith and the lack thereof do you want to add anything else before I close out? Yes, I look like no, you said three things that I want to piggyback off all with. You said when you said that, um, Lord, give it back to me, Lord. I should have wrote it down. That's not big, girl. And then you got pregnancy brain, too. Yes, no, when you said okay, when you talked about you know the man asking you to help my unbelief. Yeah. God is not afraid of your transparency. He's not afraid of your truest, rawest feelings. He already knows what you're feeling. Yeah. He's not afraid of you being authentic and transparent with him. Lord, I'm struggling in this area. So that's the first thing I wanted to piggyback off on is, is don't be afraid. Don't try to be perfect. 
Be real with God. God is not afraid, nor is he thrown off. He, God, he's, he's a loving God. He's a gracious, he's a kind God. He's a under, the Bible tells us that we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with, he, we, he already knows. So be honest with him. Like I mentioned, Jesus said, if it is possible, let this thing come, let it do it a different way, God. But God is not afraid of that. Another thing that you said about with Mary, um, that her story always reminds me of our yes, of having an automatic yes, that no, not, not allowing any room for a no, but just living at a place of yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's it. just always remembering to keep your yes. Yeah. Keeping that yes consistently on a consistent basis is it may not take the challenges of faith walking away, but it's going to make it a lot easier because you just said yes. When you say yes, there's a level of access that God is going to give you to walk out that faith as long as you keep your yes. And if you feel like you lost it, just as lady was ministering just a moment ago, I want to encourage you to get your yes back. Because when we get our yes, we are on fire. God, whatever. It's like we're in a new relationship. Your boo wants you to do it. Yes, what a yes. You want me to come outside? Okay. Like, you know, but over time, we can get burnt out and lose that zeal and that passion. Get your yes back. Fall back in love with God. If you don't even have, and you know when you've lost touch with God, you know when you are no longer in a place where you are completely satisfied with him. But get back to that place. God, I want my yes back. I want to be back in love with you. I want to fall in love with you all over again. But don't lose your yes. Keep your yes by any means necessary. Yeah. But keep going. I think that's it. <laughs> That's good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Listen, put that in the y'all know y'all already know how I do. Y'all know by now. I will keep my yes. Yes. I will keep my yes. I will keep my yes. And remind yourself of that when you want to say no. I'm mm -hmm. keeping this yes. <laughs> this, this, this yes is gonna change my life. Yes. <laughs> this yes is going to change my life and everybody that is connected to me. All right. We could be here all night long, but we are ending. Thank you so much, Pastor. You were such a blessing on tonight. I pray that you all um, were able to receive something. I'm sure you were. Uh, many things that you can apply to your life so that can help you uh, in this faith walk. And remember, one act of faith has the ability to change your entire life. Thank you so much for joining us on the All That I Am podcast. Thank you to our special guest. Don't forget, join us on our next episode. It'll be two Fridays from now. Um, we're trying to do every other Friday. Um, so join us. All right. Thank you all so much. And I will see you on next time. Have an amazing night. Bye.